Zelda continues. Defeat your enemies. Save the kingdom. Use your sword. I cannot help you. Adventure of Link. And now, get into the latest Nintendo games, Ghostbusters 2 and Iron Sword. Only from Nintendo, now you're playing with power. Welcome back to N-Express, where we are continuing our celebration of the 30th anniversary of Zelda. We have far from forgotten our promise to slowly review the main series games. So, without further ado, here is our discussion of Zelda 2, which... It's a game that many, many people hate, like outright hate. Probably feel as strong as I do about Typo Man. Some solid ideas, a cool variation on gameplay. But for many people, this was not the sequel to The Legend of Zelda. That wouldn't come until A Link to the Past. So when this game mm -hmm. came out a year later and people wanted the sequel to the original Legend of Zelda, the instant classic from... Uh, 86 this wasn't it but i mean 30 years later how do you guys feel about the game i think it's actually maybe my second favorite game in the series i think this game's amazing all those people are wrong um i think there's three types of people that hate this game there's people that hate the game because they don't like the story because it doesn't tie into the overall story as they would like it to mm -hmm. i'll get into that later um Second reason is because it just changed everything. Like, it rewrote the rules of the entire series. But it was also the second game in the series. It wasn't like it was, like, the fourth or fifth game. And it was changing everything. And this game was released at the same time as games like Castlevania II, Simon's Quest, and or Super Mario Bros. 2. All of these games from popular franchises went in a completely different direction back in the day because the game developers didn't yet know what they wanted the series to be like so they were still experimenting the third type of person who hates this game i think is a person i just can't finish it and so because they never finished it they never had the experience of playing the game from start to finish and i think if you do finish this game i've beaten this game twice now when i was a kid and earlier this week and i can tell you that when you start playing this game it is frustrating as hell but like most rpg games the more powerful your character becomes, the easier it is for you to beat enemies, defeat enemies, and for you to finish the game. And I think the journey is well worth it. I wrote this whole article about this game on the website, and I'm going to talk about the ending later on, but I honestly think that this game is incredible, and I think there's so much it did that they never repeated moving forward for a reason because again they were experimenting there's some things they tried that didn't necessarily work the game is flawed it's not a perfect game but what is a perfect game but there's a lot of things that this game introduced into the series that has become reoccurring ever since i mean it even introduced my favorite character shadow link and i think this game also has one of the best endings of any game of the 8th generation and i honestly think that this is my favorite if not second favorite nes game i'm still not sure if i like it better than the original legend of zelda and i think it's the toughest game of the 8th generation this game is brutal it's unforgiving Tough, tougher than ninja gaiden i could beat ninja gaiden no problem i beat him as a kid this game is tough as what? hell what Mega man one 
Ricky, well, what, I beat, I beat you Ninja you Gaiden too. one, but I beating this game. I mean, I beat TMNT, like the the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But uh, back then, look, we can't really like it's hard to compare when you beat stuff as a kid back in the NES era. Mm. If you were a kid who grew up in that era, like, I'm sorry, we were just all better gamers in some sense because we had we're more diligent. <laughs> yeah, we had to be really, really, we had to really stick to our guns because you only got a video game every once in a while. You weren't getting them every other week or you know once a month or something like that. It was. It was something where if you got a game, it had to last, and games were harder back then because of that. Like, mm. you got to remember they were charging $50, $60 for games back then, which they're still doing today. And with inflation, that means a game was worth a hell of a lot more back then uh, to your mm -hmm. parents' wallet. So, yeah, I mean, but, but I, I can't believe <laughs> Rick, but, I think you're out of your mind if you say it's like the second best Zelda um, well, that's... here. Oh well, no! Honest... Hold on a second. There's opinions, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm I'm a totally in the right to have my opinion, and I think mm. that this is my second favorite game in the Zelda series so far. Now, look, last year when we reviewed all the Mario games, um, I played every single one of those games that we reviewed, and at the end of the year, we decided we each decided which was our favorite because you know, or which was the best. Not even necessarily our favorite because we went back, we played it. And with time, you kind of look back and you kind of notice some flaws or notice some things that you didn't notice when you were younger and you see how it ages. And I think Tim and I, we agree that part three was the best Mario game. Right? I think you, you misspoke. We were correct in stating that. Right. So no. at the end of the year, this is the year of Zelda for us. I'm going to, well, we are going to decide what we think the best game is and what we think our favorite game is. We're going to repeat what we did last year with Mario. So far, this is, I think, my second favorite game in the series. Now, I still have a bunch more games that I want to replay and refinish again. But I think this game is unfairly criticized. I think a lot mm. of people just don't like it because it's tough. But you know what the thing is? This game is tough even when you're playing a virtual console. But here's the funny thing. So I was playing on my Wii U. And then, and it was tough. I had to use my restore points. Like this game, I can't stress how tough this game is, right? But then I went back and I played it. I started playing it on my NES. And you know what the funny thing is? It's actually easier on the Nintendo Entertainment System because of the controller. I can't stand the gamepad or the D-pad on the gamepad of the Wii U when playing a game like Zelda 2 because everything's about precision and counterattacks. Like you have to be so fast and you can't make a mistake because if you make a mistake, you end up back at the beginning of the game. And that's the thing, like when you die, you don't end up back at the beginning of the dungeon, you end up back at the beginning of the actual game. And that frustrates people. I think that's the only flaw of the game. But playing it again on my Nintendo console, I'm telling you, man, the controller is so amazing. Like the D-pad, it's easier to swing your sword, it's easier to fight difficult enemies, it's just easier to play the game. And I had an easier time playing on my NES the 3DS uh, D-pad is better than the Wii U's. I've been playing yeah. the 3DS one. I haven't noticed any problem with that. No, it's uh, really great on the 3DS. I highly recommend getting it there. I think I'm absolutely with you, Ricky. I think the game has a terrible reputation because it was so different and because it was so difficult. But the thing about this game is that you're absolutely right. If you are dedicated enough and you grind it out at the beginning of the game, at a certain point... It becomes very approachable. At a certain point, you can start using magic to heal yourself. So taking some pretty extreme hits isn't nearly as stressful or frightening because you can take care of it yourself immediately. And I think that that's the big difference is you have to be willing to commit to grinding a little bit, which mm -hmm. I get is a little bit dull. But once you've committed to that, the rest of the game is really, really fun. It's this epic battle. It's, it's almost like the Legend of Zelda Dark Souls where it's slowly battling through enemies 
it feels very dramatic. It feels like a sword fight, the sword fight that we never really got in the original game, where these other characters are swinging swords at you, you have to wait for the opportune moment, and then either stab them in retaliation or jump them, jump on them uh, using your death stab, which Shovel Knight, very, very well built upon. I think they took that idea to the next level. Yeah, do, do you know what's funny? Remember when David D'Angelo, who's one of the makers of Shovel Knight, was on our podcast and Absolutely. he started criticizing this game? And I'm like, but you guys, like, it inspired you to make Shovel Knight. Look, you know what's funny, Tim? In my article, I was actually going to write it's the Dark Souls of Zelda game. But I kind of feel like someone said it prior, so I didn't want to do Pro- it. But it totally probably. is. But, Tim, here's the thing. For all of our listeners, if you never played Zelda 2, I'm going to give you three hints, and this is what you need to know if you want to finish this game. Oh. Number one, you're going to have to play each and every single palace at least three times. You're going to have to start over. There's unless you're, I've seen guys on YouTube that do it without dying, but you know they're experts. They've been playing it for like 30 years. So you're just going to have to go into the game, realize, be prepared to know that you will die. You're going to have to restart. You go into a palace, you get the first item, go back again, get the second item, go back again, kill the boss, rinse and repeat. But whatever you do, do not collect any of the extra lives until the very end. Now, this is the thing about the Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. One of the things it has that no other Zelda game has in the, in the series is you can actually find these little dolls, like these little Link dolls that give you an extra life. You want to save those things to the very end because the hardest thing about this game is making your way up Death Valley to get to the last palace, which is a labyrinth. Like, it's a freaking huge maze. And you have to find your way through the maze to get to the final boss, Thunderbird, who I think is the hardest boss in the game. And once you beat Thunderbird, you face off against Dark Link. Now, the funny thing is, so I was playing this game, and I, I, I did exactly what I just told you guys. I saved all of my extra lives. I went up Death Valley. It took forever. I actually practice it first before i collected all my bonus lives got to the palace made my way to thunderbird i think thunderbird is the hardest villain to beat because first of all you have to use a spell thunder in order to be able to beat him but it take it drains all of your magic so you can't heal yourself so you have to kill this dude without getting touched more than twice so it's super super hard the thing is everyone thinks dark link sorry shadow link it's not dark link there's a difference Everyone thinks Shadow Link is the toughest enemy. I think Shadow Link's actually the easiest person to beat in this game. Yeah, he and is this cheese. this is not even something I read. This is just something I, I figured out by myself by fluke. Because when I beat the game, it started all coming back to me when I was replaying it. What happened was I just pushed myself to the edge of the screen. And when you push yourself to the edge of the screen, and this this works for a lot of the bosses, by the way, they can't touch you. So you just start swinging your sword. But the difference between Shadow Link and all of the other bosses is he actually jumps towards you. So because he can't touch you and you keep swinging your sword, you keep on hitting him. And that's how you kill him. He was the I didn't, he didn't even touch me like it yeah. was a joke. And so the funny thing is this game has a reputation of being really tough. And everyone points at Shadow Link as being the toughest foe in the game. But he's actually the easiest to beat out of everyone. All right. So here's <laughs> Here's my take on this, because I think we need a dissenting opinion here. And Aaron, I don't know what yours is, but like, well, first of all, it's hard to even consider this. If you know what Zelda games are and you classify certain games as a Zelda game, this is not one of them. Like, this is a completely different game. That's all. It just happens to exist in the Zelda universe, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, Majora's Mask in many ways isn't a traditional Zelda game either. Um, 
here's the thing. Like you guys say that there are people that don't that don't like it simply because it's too hard. There's a difference between something being hard and something being good. This is not good. It's not fun to play. Now, maybe I mean that's obviously a subjective opinion, but so is yours. Like when you're saying that it is fun to play, I'm telling you guys it's not. And I have beaten many hard games in my day. I grew up in the NES era, man. I've played them. I've played them all, and I've beaten many of them. And I don't have a problem with hard games today either. The Donkey Kong Country Return series, that's those are hard games to beat. But I've beaten those because those were fun to play. And it, when I was playing through this game, um, you know, for the past couple of weeks, I, I didn't play through it, actually. I just stopped because it's not fun to me. The challenge isn't a fun challenge. Like, Tim, when you were saying that you can, if you grind through and you're committed and everything like that, you can beat the game. Well, you could say that about any game that's not fun. If you're committed to playing a game and beating it, you can beat anything. Like, even Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles back in the day, that's not really a fun game to play. We beat it because that's what my brothers and I had that Christmas or whatever, so we had we had to beat it because it was mm -hmm. new. But I wouldn't call it a good game or a fun game. You it's see, really I don't, hard. But I don't other think I ever that, used like, the word fun, though. I, I don't think well, I ever no. used the word fun, but I used the word great, actually, not good. I think this is a great game. I yeah, think and it's I'm an amazing saying, game. Like, no, it's not. <laughs> No, but that, that's a, that's a matter of opinion. But I the reason why I know I think, and so is yours, <laughs> right? But the reason why I think it's an amazing game is I beca because I really do think that the journey makes it all worth it. Like I think that despite the fact that this game is frustrating, and at one point I want to throw my NES out the window, at one point I want to break the gamepad of the Wii U, and this is like twenty eight, twenty nine years later. Like I don't know how I played this game as a kid without the internet. You know what I mean? But well, that's I just actually you shouldn't have. Right, but I actually do think that this game has uh, a lot to offer to the series. Like I think that this game started to introduce the idea of expanding the world and the story and the mythology and the lore. I wrote this in my article. This game has one of the greatest endings of any NES game. I mean, along with like a game like Earthbound. Like I love the ending of this game, and I think that's why I love it so much. Like even when I go to movies, if a movie is like okay, but it has this amazing ending that I just can't stop thinking about. It makes me totally love, fall in love with the film. Like, it's all about the journey and how it ends at the same time. And I think the journey is frustrating, but I think it's worth it when you get to the end. And, like, the idea of, you know, you get to the, the Great Palace, you have to make your way up the mountain through the Valley of Death, and then you have to fight the Thunderbird. And then, you have to fight your own shadow. I mean, a Shadows, and I read your review, Patrick, of The Shadow Puppeteer, which is a fantastic review, by the way. Everyone should read it. But you were talking about like the idea of how the Shadows is like this reoccurring motif in movies and video games, and it being like the evil side of like a specific character, like usually the protagonist. And I think this is the first game that I remember having a shadow of the character you play actually be the enemy that you have to defeat and to me that's just like poetic and maybe that sounds silly but when i was a kid it blew me away i'm like holy shit i have so, to fight my shadow here's the thing i think this comes back to what we were talking about earlier too like you're you're very invested in story and video games and these concepts like when you're describing them they do sound really cool like the concept of the adventure of link to me is very very cool and i do like the story and anybody who, who doesn't like this as being part of the canon i don't know why like, the story's cool, but the gameplay is where I'm at, and the gameplay to me is not satisfying in this game at all. Link's knife sword is not satisfying to swing or, or kill enemies with. There's nothing... Everything is a constant struggle against the game in, in this to me when you're playing it. You're just having to outlast the game. You have to go 
do battle with a bunch of enemies, run back to town and go heal up. Do battle with a bunch of enemies, run back to town and go heal up. Because you can't ever, until you're powered up, your skill means nothing. <laughs> like You can't just become good at this game. Games like Ninja Gaiden were hard, it's true. But you were given all the skills that you needed for the most part right off the bat. You, but but Ninja Gaiden did not have the boss battles that the Adventure of Link has. Ninja Gaiden does not have the soundtrack or well, the graphics the and Ninja or the story Gaiden and boss or battles were better and or the <laughs> reoccurring motifs and or the the nine or eight towns and or the great the six great palaces. Like this game has a lot more to offer, and I love Ninja Gaiden. It's one of my favorite games on the Nintendo Entertainment System. One and two, I think there's more to this game than just like fun gameplay. But again, it's it's a matter of what, what you like to play. Like I don't think you would play Dark Souls, for example. I don't think you would play Bloodborne. I will. Mm-hmm. I will play Bloodborne. Yeah. Aaron, I think that's that's just it. We gotta bring AA Ron back into this conversation because he plays Bloodborne. Yeah. <laughs> like, Here, I mean, here's... where do you stand with the difficulty and is this game good, quote unquote, not good? Yeah. Here here's 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 the thing. There's I mean I mean both of both of you, Rick and Patrick brought and Tim, you guys brought like really interesting points. I mean like yeah, it, it, I, in a in a way, I'm I'm with Patrick. It's not it's not a great game. I mean, it has a lot of flaws. I mean, it could be just a product of his time. But if there's one thing I could say about Leg- uh, Adventures Link uh, Leg- Zelda Two, is that I think it it might not be a great game or a good game uh, mechanically or, or control wise or whatever. But I think it's an important game in history that I think. Any anybody anybody who's anybody that needs to experience this this game because we we talk about a lot of, of the game a lot but me, me returning to a game and doing a few a bit of research um, this game why it's important is because it it it's one of the first games that managed to to make uh, a living breathing world in in my opinion because like when you look at the NPCs moving around in the towns. It's the first. It's the first of its kind with moving NPCs, with NPCs that look like they have something to do. It was. It was the first game to introduce a a breathable, believable world, and that's why I think Zelda Two is probably one of the most important games in, of all time. Which makes it a good game. I well, let's not get ourselves. It, it, was, <laughs> well, no, but regardless if you two like very it, different and, things. Well, no, but it, but you said it's not a good game, Patrick. So I'm not put aside if you enjoy it or not. We know you don't, but you can't call it a, anyone out there who who cannot call this a bad game because it's a first in so many different categories well, especially well, for I, wait a second itself. wait a second let me I defend think... myself here since you can't have said i can't call it that i didn't i wouldn't necessarily call this a bad game but i'm not going to call it a good game i i Here's don't think it's a good game i don't even think it was a good game for back then i, th- I prefer simon's quest to tell you the truth Mm-hmm. Um, if we're going to go along those lines, like that was a, a living world to me as well. Oh, but yeah, oh, this is, no, those are fighting words. No, that's such a much better game. And if you're going to no. go with something and it's just as cryptic, by the way, like we can't say that, Oh, nobody can complain about Simon quest being cryptic. If they're not going to complain about Zelda two being cryptic, but, but you know, but you know what, here's the, here's the funny thing when I, when I played this one too, now, cause I, I actually, re- I didn't finish the game, but I revisited, revisited just before this podcast. Um, people got to keep in mind that I played Legend uh, Zelda's Wand of Gamelon before playing Zelda 2. And let me tell you something. <laughs> Zelda 2 is a shit ton of lot better than, than, than Wand of Gamelon. Well, I'm sorry. I think Zelda 2 is better than Majora's Mask, to tell you the truth. I would rather go oh, try wow. to play Zelda 2 than <laughs> oh, Majora's man. Mask. But, but you know what? The funny thing is, right after I finished The Adventure of Link, I finished it for the second time on Sunday. I went and I started playing A Link to the Past. And you know what? I love A Link to the Past. 
But after playing Adventure of Link like, and going directly to Link to the Past, I realized why I appreciate Zelda 2 so much more. It's because it is extremely challenging. Like in the Link to the Past, I could just click, keep on, you know, tapping my, 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 my button and swinging my sword and it'll kill an enemy. It's not hard. It's not difficult. It's a cool game. There's a, we're going to talk about it next week. But there is a degree of skill needed to complete this game and patience. And and I don't know. It's not just about swinging See, Link's sword. It's about precision. It's about counterattacks. It's about knowing your enemies. And it's about strategy. It's about knowing not to use all of your extra lives just yet. It's about mm -hmm. knowing that you have I think, to refill your magic meter, etc., etc. <laughs> I I called the game underrated. I think it is criminal criminally underrated i think it is a really important game and i think it's a really cool experience i think it is the dark souls of its time i think it gave dark souls the idea only it's even douchier about it where if you die you're back at the beginning of the game like square one entirely there is no other way around it like the game is i think like really really essential to gaming in general and where we are now I think it is flawed, though. I think that, that premise of you're at the beginning when you die, that's a mistake. I think that without the features like save points now, it can be a little excruciating. It can be an unfriendly experience. I think the big difference between A Link to the Past and Zelda 2 is that it's very clear that Nintendo wanted you to play A Link to the Past. I think mm -hmm. that some people will get immediately turned off by Zelda 2. It is almost an unwanted unwelcome challenge it is often not fun it can be dull when you have to grind but i'm also with ricky like i'm on both sides of the fence you guys i'm with ricky that it's a worthwhile journey it's worth experiencing i think if you are a very tried and true zelda fan if you have beaten every other zelda game then you should push yourself and beat this game why because of what it did to the story and because of the potential that the game has i think that this game has the potential to be a Zelda great and an incredibly unique experience, which is why I think, like, if I could get anything from Nintendo now, I, like, more than I want just the next Zelda NX, more than I want Zelda Wii U to finally come out, I want this game to be remade on the 3DS or something, but make it more welcoming. Revisit the Death Stab. Revisit Link using magic. It was such a really unique opportunity to see Link jumping like this, to see Link getting in these epic duels. And it's an experience that you don't really have. Games visit it, like Ocarina of Time has moments of battling dark nuts that are really, really tense when you're first learning them, but it is never as critical or tense as this game. And that's where the game succeeds. It's just like Dark Souls. As soon as you beat that enemy, the sense of relief is enormous. There's a lot writing, writing on the line, right? Let's say you're like down to your last life and you're like, oh shit, I gotta restart this whole thing if I lose here. Tim, you must hack into my computer because you're reading all of my notes. First of all, I agree with every everything you're saying. Like, I, I totally understand Patrick's point. I understand your point. And, and I'm like you, I, I, I'm like on the fence and I'm, I'm observing like both sides of like the argument, right? But let's be fair. First of all, you do start at the beginning, which is frustrating. It's frustrating for the first, say, 20 minutes of this game. But later on, it only takes you like a minute to travel to the next palace, even if you do start at the beginning. It's not like it takes you like 20 minutes or two hours to travel back to Palace A. B, I wrote in my article that that is the flaw. I wrote, the Adventure of Link is a nerve-jangling pixel wasteland populated with images of beauty and horror waylaid only by its one true flaw, 
forcing you to start at the very beginning should you die. That is the one flaw I think that this game has. Apart from that one flaw, I do think it stands the test of time. And it's so weird, Tim, because I was going to say the same thing as you. If there's one game that needs to be remade in the Zelda series, it is The Adventure of Link. Totally yeah, it is agree. absolutely this one. I, My friends and I keep making the joke that like, how excited we would be if when Zelda Wii U gets named, they're just like, it's Zelda 3. Deal with that. <laughs> And it's not what anyone expects. All of a sudden, Link is hopping around and using magic. It was just such a different experience that I really value that. I, While I like regular Zelda games a lot more, I would never even consider saying that Zelda 2 is better than A Link to the Past. I still love the game. I think it's essential to Zelda, and I think it's essential to video gaming. I think it's a really, really core experience. That has brought about punishing, punishing games like Dark Souls. I think it, it came up with that idea of like, I, I, I think it, it takes I, candy from babies and laughs I, about it. I, I think it's also poetic that technically it is the last game in the timeline. Like it's long after the Skyward Sword. This is the very last game in the timeline and it's the most punishing game. And I love, again, how it ends, how it introduces us to Shadow Link and... How, you know, he's one of the most mysterious characters. We've seen him, like, multiplied times four in some games. But this is the first time he was actually introduced, technically. You know, 1987 the game came out. Um, and he is the embodiment of fear within Link. And Link has to beat him. And so we don't even get Ganon in this game. Like, it's he is the last boss. And the final test is Link needs to beat his own shadow to get the Triforce of Courage from the old man to awaken the sleeping princess. And maybe this is just my crazy imagination, you know, going overboard as a kid growing up. But I always thought that once Link beats his own shadow and defeats the evil within him, then basically he's going to become one of those wise old men that you encounter throughout the series. Yeah, <laughs> like that exactly. That is the end he... of his adventure. And that's why it's called The Adventure of Link. And that's why I think anyone who says that this game should not be canon, you guys are so wrong. That's <laughs> I can't a understand different argument oh, i don't know what right. they're talking about like the story is pretty cool people get just so mad about the game and how hard it is they don't want it to exist i don't particularly want to ever play this game and i don't really care if i ever beat this game because i actually i just don't find it fun but i would never say i don't want it to exist and i agree with you guys that i would actually like to see the concept remade like yeah I, do another side scrolling well, um zelda game but, i think uh, i think there's that's just it yeah i don't have any hate for this game i think it's like it it doesn't quite get me, but, but it's th- not an unplayable mess or anything, and it certainly doesn't, like, it's not sacrilegious against the Zelda franchise in any way. I think it's really important to note also that even if you spend a lot of time grinding, the game is not long. Like, sure, you might have to restart, and it might take you a little longer, but you can beat the game really quickly, so I would still encourage people to try it. Like, give Oof, it a I chance. Wouldn't... As long as you don't have to cross over really? those stupid bubble bridges. If I have to go over a bubble bridge like one more time, it'll. It, it, I'll just take the game and. Well, I can't. Yeah, the digital copy. Tip. I would. I would take the digital copy and smash it in my mind. You you can't you can't finish the game that like some people can because they're experts. Like I, there was a guy who 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 did a speed run and I think he finished it in like four hours or some craziness. But if you're gonna play this game, even if you're playing on the virtual console, this game is available on the Wii U. It only costs like nine dollars. If you haven't played it, you need to play it at least experience it. If you're a Zelda fan, 
But it still took me, and I beat this game when I was a kid. I mean, I wasn't playing every day, to be fair, but it still took me, I would say, at least 20 to 30 hours because you had to... I had to restart. It was tough. I, I, to be fair, I also restarted because I was playing on my NES. So maybe that's not accurate. But it's not. A, it, it is a short game technically, but because you have to restart all the time, that is what makes it longer. But the point is, what I'm trying to say here is that for me personally, the sense of accomplishment that I feel when I finish a game like Zelda 2 is unmatched by any game in the Zelda series. And that is why when I finished the game, it, it was the most rewarding experience for me personally of any Zelda game I've ever played. So yes, it's a bold and radical departure for the series, but I think it's brilliant. And I think that if you do stick around to the to finish the game, you will feel that sense of accomplishment and 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 feel rewarded and 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 look back and realize that you are happy with the fact that you actually play the game. If you give up, that's fine. Not everyone's going to have the time to to sit there and grind away and be frustrated and have your blood pressure rise to the point where you're going to have a heart attack. You know? Yeah, I think that's. I think you're hitting the nail on the head. Is that's what changes your opinion of the game is beating it. And I think that if you're like Patrick, well, no, I'm going to say this. It's true though. If you're it's like true. Patrick and you're just looking for a good time and you're not looking for a really stressful marriage, then like. <laughs> Just, just be, be yourself. Be upfront about that. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just making an analogy here, where this is like, I hate fueled fights late into the night. This is what that's the comparison here if we're talking about marriage, because like it takes commitment to this game, and it can not fun. It can be grueling, but I think the experience changes. Once you, as soon as you do make that mental commitment of "I'm going to defeat you, you dick," like that's that's where the game <laughs> changes for me. Well, a, a lot of people don't like it too. Let's let's be fair, uh, because and, and of the side scrolling. Well, yeah, no, it's, it's also because of the fact that it just completely changes the game mechanics, and it's not no longer all an overhead bo- bird's eye point of view. Like it 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 it, it, it is in a sense like a, a platformer at times, and the platforming. Mm, uh, and I don't know about you, Aaron, like maybe you agree with me here, but the platforming is what I think is the most stressful because or the most frustrating because like there is one moment in the game and this is when you're <laughs> you're making your way through a valley of death. And uh, there is one specific moment where you have to jump like there's like a, a lava pit. And I mm-hmm. swear to God, they do not give you enough room to jump, like barely enough room. So you have to use a magic spell, but it looks like you have enough room. So, like, the first few times I made it to the specific area, I would jump, and sure enough, I would never make it. Like, stuff like that frustrated me. Yeah, uh, which, was one, which was one of the big problems of, of Adventures of Link, though. I mean, it's, I don't know. Like, just the design the design of it being a platformer sometimes was just, like, a little frustrating. Kind of reminded me of, like, Typo Man a bit. <laughs> the controls <laughs> way better than Typo Man. But... Yeah, that's I, it's like, yeah, you know what? I'm not going to get into that discussion. It's still a Nintendo game, and the level of craft that went yeah. into it is still there. Like, it's a really well-made game. It's, like, mm. cr- like really, really flawed just in that one element that you, if you lose, you're back from, to square one. That's, that's just a jerk move to any player ever. Like, yeah. if you're an indie developer and you're thinking about doing that ever, don't. Like, that sucks. And that's what I—that's why I ended my review by saying that that is the one true flaw it has. Like it's—it's it's a flaw no matter what side of the fence you stand on, regardless if you love the game or hate the game. 
because it it just turned so many people off and with reason i mean you're talking about like 1987 here nintendo entertainment system you know um it's not like we had save points or we had uh, restore points or what have you. It, that's like really frustrating for a kid. Like I'm yeah. amazed I actually had the patience to finish this game as a kid. I mean, along with Ninja Game and all these other games that Patrick mentioned that we finished as a kid. And I think you're right, Patrick. I think we were better gamers. And I think the reason is because we didn't have as much of a choice. So no. we, we like, you know, it's either I'm going to go play Zelda 2 and finish the game and or I'm going to go read a book because it's snowing outside and I can't go play basketball, you know, and it's not school day. So I'm not going to see my friends, you know, so I'm going to go play Zelda, too. Right. I mean, that's the thing about this game is I think this game came out like right after Christmas. I saved up my money to buy this game from oh, my Christmas money you know? right before Christmas. It came out. Yeah. yeah. OK. And it was like I was playing it in the wintertime. I mean, what else? I mean, I, I live in Montreal. It's like minus 50 outside. There's like hail, snow, thunder, lightning and rain. I'm not joking. OK, all five. <laughs> like It's insane these days. Um, and, and I just want to quickly mention that I do like the fact that it is different than the other Zelda games because I like variety. Like, it doesn't always work. Sometimes it, it will really piss you off. But I actually like the fact that, for example, Link does not have his bow. He does not have his bombs. He does not have his boomerang, you know. And, and it's much like an RPG uh, in the sense that you have to earn experience points for attack, yeah. defense, and magic. And I like I like how Link learns magic. Like, that just to me, is the next step in in his life. Like, he becomes, like, a wizard. <laughs> like, I, I mean, he becomes Ganon eventually. He's going to turn evil, and someone else is going to have to try to save Hyrule. Wow. Yeah. No. I, I you're, putting, you're putting words in the voiceless Link's mouth, Ricky. <laughs> He's a hero to the end. But yeah. I agree with you. Like, it's this cool step. It's that whole, like, concept of, yes, this is the Triforce of Courage in action, but, like, what if he had some of the elements of the Triforce of Wisdom? What if he had Zelda's magic? Which I want them to visit that idea. I want so badly, more than anything, I want Nintendo to just ask themselves, what would happen if we made this an inviting experience for everyone? What if it wasn't Dark Souls? What if it was on the same level or maybe a little harder than A Link to the Past? So that people like Patrick can have fun. What if it was just fun to bounce <laughs> on enemies' heads? And I totally they, get where Patrick's you, coming you know what from. They need... Me as a kid, like... As soon as I wasn't having fun, I was like, this game sucks. Now I kind of fair. I played through a decent amount of this game. See, for me, like, it really is, it's, again, I'm going to say this, it's not the challenge, it's the fact that I don't think the gameplay is fun. So that's really the thing for me. It is not the challenge. If I, it played was... through, I played through hard games where I've died a lot. I mean, I must have died 150 times on Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. It didn't bother me. I still loved playing that game. This game, it's the gameplay, hands down. That That is the reason why I don't care for it. And the fact that I'm dying so often doesn't help because I don't want to have to do the gameplay again. Yeah. <laughs> that's, and that's it... where, like, everything stems from that them putting you back at the beginning because it just magnifies every single flaw because you have to do those things over again when you're towards the beginning. You know, I, I understand later on in the game it opens up, but for the first couple of, of temples... Like, you have to go back, and you've got to replay everything over. Everything that sucked the first time getting through is going to suck even more the second time. Yeah, that, that might be fair, just be, if you don't like it. But if it was essentially a Mario game with a sword, don't you think it'd be fun? If Can the I, sword was bigger, yes. If the sword could actually hit something that wasn't just a, a six inches in front of it, that would be great. See, I think you're, I think you're playing wrong. Where, Ricky, you can, you can totally back yeah. me up here. 
okay. if you're not death stabbing, you're not playing right. Period. You're not yeah. Okay. And, and can I just say that the game I had the most trouble revisiting and finishing in the past like year and a half since we started the podcast is not the Adventure of Link. It was Mario sixty four. That game is bloody frustrating because of the stupid camera angle. Okay. I mean, I had as much of a frustrating experience playing Mario sixty four, which is considered one of the greatest games of all time. More so, more of a frustrating experience playing that game than than this game. So I, I, I mean, maybe the gameplay is not for you, but I don't think it's flawed. I think it's just hard. I mean, here's a game where Link can turn into a pixie. He turns into a fairy. Like, oh, like you don't see that in any other game. Okay, you don't even have to go collect the keys if you know the trick. You just turn into a fairy and you bypass the locked door. Like, yeah. I love the fact that he has eight different spells. Like, so I love the fact that they include magic. I love. I mean, you know, the, the enemies in this game, it's its like, it's not even the boss battles. It's just like every enemy, like, like almost every enemy is just tough. Like, they are tough yeah. to beat. Yeah, because like... your sword is, is six inches. It's a knife. <laughs> I mean, look, the, the, the bottom line is like, <laughs> letter game, opener. gameplay, what, what you like and what you don't like is always subjective. And that's why, you know, you listen to reviewers and you find a reviewer that you like. Because for me, the camera, like, I'll agree the camera in Mario 64 is terrible, but it doesn't bother me as much as it bothers you. Um, but, and obviously like the sword play doesn't bother you in this game as much as it bothers me. So it's just, I mean, you could call something a, like, I'm going to call the sword play a fault in this game, but you won't agree. And I, we can both agree that the camera is a fault in Mario 64. I just don't think it's as, as much of one, uh, as you do. So it, it's like, it's always subjective when it comes to gameplay. For me, I don't have fun playing this game. I can, I'm, but I want to stress again, it's not because it's hard. Like, I just want to make sure that people know that this game, yes, this Wait. game is hard. There are a lot of games that are hard, though. I, and I don't think me, anyone here is calling play. Patrick a wuss. I feel like he has a very fair <laughs> argument. It's like I feel like that's just it. It's like some people don't have fun. They don't find this type of thing fun because, yeah, you are at a severe disadvantage to the point where it's just kind of like, game, why you got to be like that? I wouldn't say it's quite on par with other experiences. Like, I don't know, some people... Like, my buddy Ryan loved to play Fire Emblem on Lunatic. And if you're playing Conquest right now, then you know that sometimes that game is just being a yeah. jerk. Like, it's just being mean to the player because they asked for it. Whereas I think that this game doesn't ever... It doesn't ever feel like it's trying to be that way. It just seems like it's maybe short-sighted or short-knifed. Sure. I don't know. Okay, okay. I, got, I got two more things to say before I go. Okay, first of all, um, it sort of reminds me of Super Mario Maker, and I'll explain why. Okay, so you know so when Super Mario point. Maker came out, we were all creating our levels, and so what happens is you sit there and you start creating a level, but as you're creating a level, you're testing out the level each and every single step of the way, right? So for you, it's not very hard because you've been creating the level for the past eight hours, and you've been playing the level from start to finish, hundreds of times over and over, you know, every single trick. So I kind of feel like when these guys made these games back in the day, like be it Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or Battletoads or Ninja Gaiden or what have you, like these tough, tough games, they were probably doing what we are doing now with Super Mario Maker, where they themselves are playing the game so much that they don't realize how tough it is. <laughs> I thought, exact, Ricky, I was thinking the exact same thing. That's super yeah. fun. And, and okay, so that's the first thing I want to say. The second thing I want to say, just to end off the review here, at least from my point of view, is uh, the visuals are just as good as the original game. I think Koji Kondo's soundtrack is just as good. Maybe not as good, but it's good. Um, I think you know Zelda 2, like Aaron said, introduced a number of uh, things to the industry and also to the, the Zelda franchise. I mean, it, it focused heavily on storytelling, side quests, 
uh, these characters, uh, different bosses, introduce us to guys like Thunderbird and Shadowlink. And yes, it's frustrating, but I do think it's brilliant. And the adventure of Link has real passion, real emotion, real terror, and a true sense of evil. Like when I'm playing this game, like there's just something dark and sinister about it. Not because it's frustrating or hard. It's just the overall vibe and the atmosphere and the characters and the bosses and the great palace and the death mountain and the valley of death and et cetera, et cetera. And I finished this game twice and both times I left physically, emotionally, and mentally exhausted, but I was happy I played the game and I was happy I played it again and finished it again. Like it was just like, it was like the high of my weekend. And maybe I just had a really shitty weekend compared to some other people in this world. <laughs> like I didn't win an Oscar like Leo, but you know what? I'm pretty damn proud that I finished this game for a second time and I love it. They can put that on your tombstone. Beat Zelda 2 twice. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, yeah, along with my gold cartridge, which I'm holding in my hand still. When he, when I he need, dies I of need. a heart attack after playing Zelda 2. Or Zelda 3, Nintendo. <laughs> I'm like just giving you free ideas. But seriously, I think that if Nintendo could re-release this game, make it more welcoming, remove that giant flaw, make the visuals more fun, and maybe give Link uh, an actual sword, then it would be a very welcome experience to the world. Seeing Link use magic is a ton of fun. And that's where what got me into it. Plus, the RPG element made it a really, really unique experience, especially since, to my knowledge, no other game was quite the same. Sure, you had other tough platformers, but even Castlevania was something entirely different. So I think that Zelda 2 is really important. I think if you're a Zelda fan, you should definitely give it a shot. But also, if you're like Patrick and you want to have fun, this might not be what you consider fun right away. Since... Hey, man, it's a lot easier than Typo Man, okay? Yeah. Typo Man's just <laughs> no frustrating. No way. But... I beat Typo Man. <laughs> that was okay, totally but easy. You, you could get through, like, programming error. I don't know. That game was glitchy. Or let's just put it this way. Me. Typo Man was more fun to play than Zelda 2 The Adventure Link. That's why I beat it. See, I don't. Typo, man, Typo Man's like the Dark Souls of puzzle games. <laughs> it was not so, Typo Man. Typo Man's... Man shouldn't even be a video game. I'm sorry. Typo <laughs> Man was, like, flawed in like it's every way in its glitchiness like it wasn't ever the player's fault whereas in dark souls it like forces you to admit that you're the one that made the mistake that's the strength of those mm -hmm. games Everyone i think zelda 2 is the same way we mentioned like, typo man <laughs> yeah i think that zelda 2 is the same way like the error will be on the part of the player and it's tough to admit that but like yeah i probably should have been more patient that's on me i lost because i misplayed it's the same as Dark Souls in that. I think it's a worthwhile experience. I think you should you should give it a chance, but it is a strenuous experience. So if it's not for you, then go play Pokemon, because Pokemon's the best also. All right.